Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm around. Yo, you don't want to what? Yeah, with me. me. Yo, I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. Taz, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, let me do my... Mr. Morgan is here. Y'all send some love. Shout out to the man that wrote all of... SWV's top hits is in the building. Hey, there she is. Hey, hey, I don't know if you said it for hey. real, it was an accident or what? <laughs> of course, of course. You, first of all, let me tell you something. I really love you, period. Let's get that straight. Wow. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Do you see my page? How much shit I be talking? You the only people person I know on this whole internet that not only talk oh, her wow. shit back Thank you. up. That is so nice. So let's just that's real, real, real talk. Like I'm serious. I, I feel you on a deep oh, level. Wow. So I know Thank I can you. write something. For you. I'm so honored. That's so nice. You don't oh, you know, yeah. you never know who is watching or who is listening or who is what. 
And I just right. want to tell you, you know, while we have you, your gift, you know, has and just no cap, which you know this, but your gift has absolutely changed the world. You know, I I was so yeah. Oh, no question. Oh, wow. For my generation, especially but in high school, when we were learning cosmetology. Like week was literally the theme song, like every single day, all of SWVs. Now, wait a minute. It's no question about it. it. It really was the soundtrack of, you know, our lives in a, in a, and I'm, I'm not saying that in any cap or any, when I was watching the reality reality show and people were going back and forth on, you know, yeah. who had the, the biggest record and who made the biggest, you know, who's, who's had the, the biggest impact and um, SWV. Yeah. I mean, truly, had a major, major impact. Uh, in cosmetology school, we would listen to that record from beginning to end. Um, and not even that, even when you look at, you know, Coco's nails and how everybody, I remember during that time, people wanted to have that look. They wanted yeah. to have the nails. They wanted to have the clothes. So it, it, it reminded me of also right. when Mary J. Blige got onto the scene and she had an impact on, right, same time. Same so time. it wasn't, um, it, and it's again, uh, you know, I love Escape. But I didn't, it, it wasn't close to me, you know, like this, like SWV was and still is. Like when you play SWV in the club, right. everybody starts singing and I love trying to out sing. Be like, we go, okay, we're going to see how I really get, we get to that high note. Like that is the song that just means so much, you know, that said so much about love and how we felt very similar to Mary J. Blige. So when I saw you on my line, I was like, wow, because yeah. it's just the people that, you know, have impacted you in ways that you, you don't even have a clue when they're watching me in this space, it is truly, you know, a, a blessing. And, and really I, I knew I would be on the microphone. You know, I thought maybe I would be rapping or doing something else. I didn't know it was going to lead me to politics. And it's just God's way of showing that you can rock the microphone in different ways. It doesn't have to be singing or rapping. It can really be in politics because I look at that as a MC, as a microphone commander. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, to be honest, more important in a lot of ways because you're speaking to issues that a lot of, I know you know this, I'm going to have to tell you this, but I'm going to say it for your, for your followers. A lot of people just don't have the time to do like mm -hmm. what we do and really know these issues. So I don't know if you noticed, but my page has quietly gotten more, more important right. to people. And not so much that it's big because I don't have to be following. But I noticed, listen, I'm getting noticed on the street when I be at various events and things right. for for my information that I'm sharing and giving, like they're like, yo, I didn't know, I know you did music, but damn, like I listen to you. I watch your page right. to know what right. the hell is going on. Because right. they don't Absolutely. have time to consume yeah. it like and we do. For example, shout out to Lil Rail that just joined as well. And he's doing fifty movies a year. So does he have time to read everything from beginning to end, you know, on every issue and and not right. saying that he does not but it is so important and i talked about this at the revolt summit that artists connect with people like myself and vice versa and one of the artists uh in the audience thought i was uh challenging him or dissing an artist and that wasn't it at all what i was saying was it's important that we have these relationships because we can't do it all i can't do everything let's just do the example of somebody does like Charlemagne and i've been working together for years if he's focused on pop culture most of his time how can he watch everything beginning to end in politics if i'm focused on everything everything in politics right. how can i focus on everything in the room report and i try to tell people that when they say oh you know you should guest host why don't you guest host and i say no it's not about that 
because if I do that, who's going to do this? So I can't keep up with everybody right. gossip and everybody. You know, I touch on some things. People send me some stuff. You, you have to stay in the know, but it's important that we work with each other right. in our strengths to say, okay, we know in this area, this person is really going to be into that. And then this person is really going to be into this. And then we connect and we're able to use uh, are not used, but work with artists and work with their platforms and touch their base because you guys are going to touch people that I'm not going to get a chance right. to touch. And so Killer Mike really gets that. He understands, you know, how to work with artists and, and how to work with totally. me, vice versa. We're not trying to clout chase or steal somebody's shine or whatever. No, that, that's not it at all. Absolutely. It's just being able to tap into those other um, you know, th those other demographics so you can know, hey, you know, we're we're paying attention on this side. If we look at, you know, the lawsuits with Marvin Gaye and Tupac and all of these songwriting mm -hmm. issues and that type of stuff, that's in our space. So okay. if we're connecting and you know you got allies Absolutely. in this space or people that at least know you and I know, you know, we know each other, then now there's a relationship and there should be more of that. Yes. Can I say this? I just said something yesterday that I want to run by you and see if you think I'm <clears throat> I'm on the right track with this. With with as much as Ro what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida, just blatantly just trying to erase our culture and history and like just doing it all for his whole that that selfish, I'm just gonna just feed the base this bullshit, right? And then trying to erase our shit. I said on my post yesterday, and without trying to call out actual individuals, I was just like, listen, man. Some a lot of people that live in Florida got these huge fan bases and they're not speaking on it at all. They acting like it's not happening. It, all you got to do is maybe just some concerts to do some voter registration stuff with these young folks because the young kids they're not paying attention to what's happening in their own backyards with and literally trying to erase them from history. I'm like, can somebody, any one of these artists that are in Florida, and there's a lot, T. They got us. I want to hear somebody do something like a concert or something, a voter registration for the awareness, just the simple awareness of what's happening. And this Gen Z generation, they own it. They want to do it. They want to fight. They want to know. They want to get into it. But you've got, I feel like yeah. some of these artists, and I'm not trying to diss them. I'm just saying, like, yo, yeah, no, use your platform. You're right. And, and Am I wrong? Uh, Orlando, that? Florida is my political stomping ground. So I know Florida more than any other state as far as policies is concerned. And it's so interesting you said that because when I ran for office, because I ran for office just for a few months in, in 2011. And um, uh -huh. the first person I reached out to was Plies in Florida. And I wanted to talk to him about... Mm. Um, I, I was going by, you know, one of his favorite records, 100 Years. And I really, I was like, Plies would be a real good connect to talk about mass incarceration, to talk about his story with his brother, to do all that. And at Absolutely. that time, I'll never forget, because I um, was able to get, I think, um, I forgot what his manager's name was at the time. I think it's still, it's, one, it's, it's a top, top of my head, it started with a T, I believe. But anyway. But I reached out to okay. Plies and I wanted to connect. And this was before Plies got into like politics like he is. And I was told that he doesn't do that. He doesn't, do, you know, do political things. He's not interested in things political. And so now, because when I ran, I ran as a hip hop politician. I was really um, focused on trying to connect hip hop and politics. And one of the things, because I'm a poet, and so I did a lot of poetry. And one of the things I would say was the days of using hip hop as a political fundraising gimmick without accountability to heal the story that hip hop tells is over. 
And what I meant by that is not mm. just having the mm. concert, not just having the feel good, but actually saying the days of overusing that as a gimmick, whether it's for voter registration, whether it's for raising money without accountability to actually heal the story that hip hop is talking about is over. And so that was the premise of what I really talked yeah. about. And it was South Carolina that actually took me serious as a quote unquote hip hop, you know, politician trying to connect those words. So Geechee One magazine brought me up. In 2012, first time I was ever on the stage, I'm doing hip-hop, poetry, and politics. I did a voter registration that weekend. I connected with the bikers. Um, we did the, the female bikers. Wow. I went and jumped on a track. I did, like, a couple of different... Yeah, because that, that was my thing. What? I come in town, you know, do, do something, go do voter registration, or go do some type of voter outreach, and then go jump on the track. So I would jump on the track, shout out to Dove Slim, and I would go and I, I did like some bars. And because, you know, bikers have their little themes and stuff like that. So I, I, that was really the thing. Like, how can we merge these worlds? And I'm so excited to see Plies 10 years now down the road. Whatever it was that sparked him to do it, whatever. Yeah. And I know what it is, actually. Donald yeah. Trump, whether people like this or not, it's a fact. Donald Trump made politics entertaining. He made he was able to tap into yeah. the entertainment space because he's very entertaining. Whether you like him or not, people that did not pay attention to politics previously started getting involved. And that's where you saw the uptick of now entertainers now using their voice, now speaking up now because what Trump was able to do to say, well, if he can talk about it, then I can talk about it. So he opened up. Right. He right. And learn about, about it. Learn about it. That now allow people to get. Now, some of them are doing it for clout. Some of them are doing it for clicks. Some of them are doing it not for the right reasons. Some of them are seasonal. And some of them are doing it because they just actually say, I give a damn. So I'm saying all that to say mm. this is a long haul game. And if I gave up on hip hop and politics then 10 years ago, I wouldn't be doing it now. And so it takes time, right. you know, and it takes um a lot of these folks, entertainers, have been connected to seasonal politicians, seasonal politicos. They don't know about me. or know about other people. And then there's people like me in this space that want to be entertainers. And they forget all about what they're doing over here and they want to do something else, whether it's entertainer or they want to run for office or they want to run a business or they have some, some goal of doing something mm -hmm. else. And, and then they get out of this space. So right. what I'm saying all this, say, Brian, is hasn't been a lot of consistency and relationships to say, hey, I want to get involved. How do I get involved? And who can I trust? And who can allow me in this space to be who I am and not just be used for voter registration? Because there's so much beyond that. My goal is not just about registering right. people to vote. There, there, are, there are more people registered to vote than, than, than we have more than enough. The question is, who are you voting okay. for? That is where the and why. And that, that is and where why. the lack of connection is. You don't have people saying, like in Orlando, Florida, Regina Hill, who it was about two or three of us that ran her campaign. She's been arrested 21 times. You know, she has cocaine fella. She ran and won the very first time beating a 16-year incumbent. And she's ran and won three times since. Wow. So when you don't have people that are saying, hey, homie, you can do this. You can we can put you in these positions. And to be honest with you, Brian, is not the governor position. That's great. But the real change happens at the mm -hmm. local level, at the mm -hmm. local city and county the local, level. Sure. So to answer your question, you know, we're trying to loop it all back together. 
you have national conversations, you have local conversations. So when somebody out of town is saying, oh man, look at what they're doing, they're taking their history out, taking their history, taking the books, and I, that doesn't necessarily always resonate to what is happening in that particular city. Right, right. On because the ground. On although the it's important, although what you're saying is important, when DeSantis, um, when the gas was really high and, and, and Joe Biden was saying, I can't do nothing about the gas. He cut DeSantis cut a deal to lower the gas in Florida. That's what people are remembering. And see, that's how these Republicans get over. And I'm independent, independent by the way, but that's how they get mm -hmm. over in these Southern states. When you look Thank at you. Kemp and everybody said, Oh my God, Oh my God, my God. And Kemp was giving out Kemp cards and, and during Corona, they were keeping the state open and keeping the money flowing. And people were able to swipe that Kemp, Kemp mm -hmm. card over and over. That's what's resonating on the ground. Right. So and when national people, people are saying, oh, man, y'all need to be da-da-da, and you need to be da-da-da-da, they're remembering what their city commissioner did, what their county person did, what their state rep did, what their U.S. Uh, Senate did. And Republicans have a very good strategic way of making sure that the money flows to the ground and taking care of their folks on the ground, that that is how they get out the vote. It's always the majority of this country, if, if people lean on the left, lean more liberal. If you're independent, but you lean more left, I lean more left on a lot of things. It's way more liberals Absolutely. who yes, are registered. Sure. So the question is not who's registered. The question is going into my gangbanging analogy. Who is gangbanging the hardest? If you're from the 90s, and a lot of people don't know, I realize a lot of people don't know this, but if you're in the Midwest or the West Coast, and you understand gangbanging. Bloods were always the minority, just like yeah. Republicans. Red are always the minority. Bloods carry their flag on the right. Guess what the conservatives are? On the right, red. It's always been, it back then, it was always more Crips. But why is it that my neighborhood and I grew up in Piru, how was it we were able to sustain being surrounded by all Crips? How was it that Inglewood in California was able to sustain being surrounded by all Crips? So there's a method to that when you look at politics. How is it that Republicans are able to sustain and be the majority in the House, but not the majority in the country? Well, that's because our gangbanging is all wrong. And and the answer usually is, let's get more people ready to the vote. No, that's not. Let's get more people ready to run for office. Let's get more people to put on the ballot. Ah. Let's get more people to split the vote. Let's get more people to... to Exactly. Like your girl did. Exactly, exactly. like your girl so did in Florida. That's what my push the line is all about. Politics until something happened. The training that I did in Atlanta, we had 300 people come from all over the country. Uh, Puff was instrumental in making that happen. And so I was able to laugh 10 years down the road. It was literally 10 years when, from the first time that I said hip-hop and politics to be working with Puff to make sure that those 300 people were able to come from all over the country without having to pay a dime to be fed three times that day. So that's mm -hmm. how I know that I was walking in God's Dope. purpose because it was 10 years to the day. You know what 10 means? 10 means complete. It means see those enemies no more. It means that uh, it is all done. Mm -hmm. That's why Pharaoh had 10 different plays. And so there's a poem that I do called DNA Twisted, and it talks about that you know about my my journey and my life and i wrote that 10 years ago so i am you need to send me some I, of your stuff because I, I can get inspired from that and write something from that i definitely oh, I'm thank you. you are thank special you. you something else man i just be, listen I, I i it took me a long time to reach out and let mm -hmm. you know that i just was watching you because i was like wow i can't got time for no you know none of this music shit but, I, but for you to be the person you are and have that background that you have it makes total sense to me now because you brought it to me that's like a, a hip-hop <laughs> top 10 era yeah. 
Politico. Yeah. Politico. I just yeah, think that's I, the dopest can, can thing ever. Because I feel can like I I'm like that, that in a way. When people say, you know, I I, I wasn't going to say anything and I wasn't going to reach out or, or somebody inbox me and say, you know, I know you don't need to hear this, but X, Y, Z. And I just want to speak to that because sometimes I really do need to hear it. Mm. You know, people don't know. I, mm. I get way more negative than I get positive. And we have been conditioned to um, to be quiet on the positive and, and loud on the negative. And I'll hear people say, even men, like, if, let's just say you meet a woman. You know, I don't want to give you the big head, but you look good. Or I don't need to tell you this. Or that. We have to be okay with loving each other because I'm living my life loving on you. Even if you don't know me, everything that I'm doing yeah. is loving on you. So the hesitation for people to say, hey, sis, I appreciate what you're doing. I just want to speak to people that not all of us do it for ego. Some of us do it for fuel. Some of us really might be on our knees for real and really have to say, how do I do this another day? Mm -hmm. How do I take another death threat? How do I put myself in danger another day? How do I whatever? And it might be just that one message, that one whatever that say, you know what? I'm watching you and, and I appreciate what you're doing. And it's not for ego for me. It's for fuel. And, and, and I, and I find it so interesting because when people do it, they do it, they hide it in the inbox. They're afraid to say it in the comments. Well, you know, I don't want nobody to think I'm, I'm cloud chasing. Right. I don't want nobody to think I'm being a simp. Or I don't want nobody to think that I'm, I'm looking, you know, that I'm, that I'm trying to get attention. And it's so amazing how afraid we are to love on each other when you are literally watching me give my life or somebody like me every day loving on mankind. So anybody that pours as much out, don't you think I need to be something? Mm. And you don't you don't mm. know what I'm going through. Mm. You don't know, yeah. um, you know, that I don't have my parents. You don't know that I don't have, you know, close family or whatever. You don't know. You don't know. And so when we love on each other, shout out to Melanie mm. in the building who's here in the comments, who I've been loving on her 10 years, you know, telling her, Melanie, run, Melanie, run, Melanie, run. And because she reached out, hey, Tez, you know, I'm thinking about running. I'm thinking about, guess what? She just ran for office a couple of months ago, and guess what? She won. First time ever. So when we don't connect Ooh. with each other, Go, we're well. slowing down the process. We're literally slowing down the process. All of the things that you and I could have done by now, all of the things that we could do, what if we never mm. did? All because we're afraid to say, or we're hesitant. We've been conditioned. We've been conditioned right. to not right. show each other love. And it really does stop progress right. in, in this movement right. for sure. Right. One thing I noticed about me and you that, that we have in common, and I think is what drew me to you, is that you aren't afraid to engage. And like when somebody says something incorrect, you're not trying to tear them down. You just want to have them have the correct information. And I have that. That's a strong part of who I am. And a lot of my friends in the business, they'd be like, why are you talking to these people? Yeah. You don't have to talk to these people. You, Brian, I was Well, I do engage, to, but I, like, I will get crazy? petty on like, supposed to and tear your ass down to the ground just <laughs> and I, I love that, and I think yeah. it's dope. No, that's what I love but about I you. Engage. I think because, and I, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. No, if I'm, I'm, petty. I'm petty, telling you, I will. But get, I know this. I engage. You, I have very productive conversations, but I, I will get petty as hell. I, I say the dozens. I do all that, but but. <laughs> and I love, right. love it because like, to me, to me, that's the realest yeah. shit. Like, I mean, that's the that's like real life. People, and you know what? Pete, like, maybe that's what I I keep going back to get when I was like. Checking you out for the very first time, I was like, yeah. man, nobody's talking to like T. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just loving it. Like, and I've been loving it for years. But like, the oh, fact yeah. that you like my oh, work oh, and any oh, of that stuff, ladies, I never even thought about it. Put a five that. in the chat if you are an SWV fan, in case you're just now joining us.
let's just run down the resume quickly on the songs that you wrote so that we can so people can know who they who they actually talking to for real. <laughs> uh let's what are you okay, I wrote week. I wrote I'm coming to you, rain, right here, anything. You're always on my mind. I'm I'm the guy singing that one with them. Uh there's Yeah, let's talk I, about I, the let's talk about my stuff. new stuff. That's what I was gonna test you on T C Yeah, do you know that I'm on Khalid's on the way? I did that with Khalid. Yeah, and did you know I'm on Drake? No, I did. I did a joint called Nine on there. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, did you know I'm Run on the receipts. Run the receipts. Did, did, did you know I'm on Nas's oh. uh, King's Disease 2 with oh, a wow. featuring me and Charlie wow. Wilson called No Phony Love, produced by me and Hit Boy? Uh, did you know I'm on Tamar Braxton's uh, album with a joint called Never from, from years back? That's oh, wow. People don't know that's a dope ballad. Check it out. Uh, all, all these things I'm telling you, you can check out on my Apple Music yeah. uh, called The Songwriters. I put yeah. it all in one place. People don't know I did Layla Hathaway, Martha Wash, uh, Faith Evans. I'm on her, uh, her one of her albums called um, you, It's Beauty. It's that's all so good to see. You can't even keep Apple up with it. You just like, I, I don't roll for the best of the best. So. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what? And I love it because like everybody just thinks it's just SWV and it's so not. I'm really active right now. I work with Kanye when he did my gospel verses of Rain and Week yeah. in 2020 <laughs> before it was totally crazy. And um, you, you feel me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here, and I'm working with the new kids. There's this new artist, Nefertiti Avani. She signed to Snoop. She's amazing. I write with her. There's Jane Hancock, who's also signed to Snoop on Death, the new Death Row. There, Jane Hancock is one of the dopest ones in the game right now. She's from Oakland. That's my people. Um, let me, is, let me, there's a lot me, going um, on, man. So AT and T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, 
or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, uh, I know you're not a writer with the writer's strike, but I do want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, creatives. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out to Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany Red, and I'm part of the 100 percenters. She's an advocate for getting uh, our rights, the songwriters rights. And pl- so, yeah, shout out to Tiffany Red. People, please follow Tiffany Red and her movement. She's an amazing. So, tell, she's, so she's what, are, what are some of, of the challenges, you know, me, that um, when, when it comes to some of the I, I remember um, Dion Taylor was on um, the Breakfast Club last. Yeah. Shout out to Dion. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, a a union for hip hop. And I know people have talked about that before, never really went anywhere. And I was like, man, that would be just a really dope idea. So tell since since we have you here, what what are some of the challenges as a writer? Because you guys are always in the background and and people don't really understand like what's what. And I'll just say this little caveat, even though it's not. It's kind of aligned with it, but I just put up a post about people were upset that um, Wendy Williams producer, you know, got fired. And so I responded to the tweet because they tagged me and I responded to the tweet that people don't understand how critical your producer is in TV and radio. I mean, it's literally people walk in as a as a deal package deal. Like if I'm doing something, I have to have my own producer. It is so critical, you know, to make sure that you have your own producers, your own writers. It, that, that's very critical in TV yeah. and radio. So I'll tell you that's actually very critical actually very uh standard and if they've been able to stay this long that's a good thing because just because you see the outside of the show and you enjoy how good the show is on the outside you have no idea like all the mechanics that is required you know to make that machine run and and producers are huge so uh, with with that said in the um the songwriting business what are some of the challenges when you say advocating for songwriting if you had to list like three or four things on challenges that you guys go through and having a lack of representation, or if you do have representation, tell mm-hmm. us about that. Right now, you're dead on. Like 
Tiffany just said on her page the other day, look at how having a union has made their position just strong, just having the union itself. In other words, songwriters can't seem to pull it together enough to put ourselves in a union like that and get ourselves together like that collectively. Because if, if you don't do it, you're not going to have the power. It seems like we, like she just said, look at the example of what just happened. When, when, the, when the studios came to the table and the studios wouldn't budge, collectively, the, the writers were able to say, well, mm -hmm. okay, then we're not going to work. And we don't have that power. So if, in other words, if you don't come together as a whole, why do you think power, that is? Do you think it's too competitive? Do you think it's too many silos? Do you think? I think, I think because music, un unlike writing for television and those kinds of things, music uh -huh. is so divided by genre. That's that's the thing. So, for example, it would have to be the R and B and the hip hop writers with the rock writers, with the pop writers, with the K pop writers, mm -hmm. all song writers. Somebody, and Tiffany's trying so hard to do this, to bring the consciousness of it into one place. And, and a good, place, good thing uh, to do it in is what's happening in D.C. They're literally trying to change the laws. Spotify and them are trying to change these laws to where they don't have to pay us what they should have to pay us. So that's the focus point to me. The focal point is, mm -hmm. do you want to get paid a fair wage? Yes or no? So if that's yes, then somebody has got to pull us together, all the genres together to make that. Does it have to be work. all the genres, though? Could it start with doing. one and those who continue? I think, you know, what's, but here's the deal. You know what's crazy? Like, think about it in terms of the, of the writers. They don't break yeah. their thing down in genre. It's just writers. So I think it has to be enough of a powerful movement that it uh, and I got to put the country writers in there because those are some mm -hmm. of the you know those are some of the mm -hmm. strongest um, <laughs> writers there there are so I feel like it has to be all the genres coming together for them to take us seriously and really if they thought you ain't getting another song right. or track until we get and so so with that changed. said so now is you know movements are usually um, you know sparked out of a, a, a reaction to an action and so now with AI now being used more and you know artificial intelligence for those that don't know that are writing scripts and writing songs all of that stuff Terrifying. do you think Terrifying. that would be a good can, do you think ai could write a song like they could like they're writing these scripts or what how, how does that affect the, the writing the song I, business i think it's a disaster a you're taking the actual human soul out of the work and that's the most scariest thing to me and these and um i'll use timbaland mm -hmm. as an example he, he mm -hmm. just did a thing with biggie did you see that Okay, so he Tim, check it out. Timbaland just did a, he always wanted to work with Biggie. So he took this AI thing and ha had a thing, uh, do a Biggie thing. And, and, and the comments, man, I was looking they at the comments. Feeling people it, yeah. are not feeling that. No, because it's like, listen, right. that man had a spirit and a soul. That's what we love about Biggie. You can't take that. You can't right. outsource and it's that. It's kind of creepy. And the whole idea. It is creepy. Not only is it creepy, it's absolutely and the antithesis of why we love people and artistry and writing. Yeah. The reason why, okay, can I share something? A lot of people out here do, uh, a lot of producers like me do song packs today. Like, they give hell of what they do in one place that you can go purchase it. Like, whether my keys, my uh, vocals, 
like you can buy it in this pack. I've never done it because I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like giving my soul away. Like when you're talking to me and I'm talking to you, T, and I hear who you are as an individual, mm-hmm. I'm trying to crash mm-hmm. a joint for you individually. I'm not going to put all my joints somewhere and outsource myself where somebody can be like, oh, you want a Brian Morgan joint? Right. Oh, here you go. It's in this sound pack. Right. Oh, hell no. Oh, no, 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 no. Because right. then right. why right. do I exist? And why am I, I even I'm here? I'm going to look at that Biggie that? thing because I, that's interesting that Timberland would do that. And I, it's interesting also, seemed like if he was going to do that, he would probably do it with maybe, uh, well, he worked with Aaliyah, so I guess he wouldn't do anything again. But number one, well, that was in the comments a lot. People were like, and don't come for Aaliyah with that. They were on it. They were already on it. They, yeah. they, like, they went right where you yeah. went. It's like, no, please don't even, do that to okay. Aaliyah. Okay, and then you know how black people are. You know how we are, at least most of us, about the dead, too. Like, it's a, like, let's let that rest. Like, what, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Oh, yeah. You know, because the people people ain't really with all that old holograms and all that. I remember when they did the Tupac hologram, perform it, and all this. We don't want that. We was cool on that. It's yeah. not. It's not natural. Number one, it's not natural. It is art, and 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 to me, the whole letter A, it, the artificial part of it, is the problem. Right. That's the, my problem with it. It's artificial. Well, maybe you know, what I'm it's not you know maybe that'll you. be something that can get you guys, you know, on on the same page because that's one of the things that I covered it earlier this week on Front Page News. Um, they are asking for AI protection. You know, that, that's one that the, that the writers are you asking have to for. Have to. Um, to make- yeah, yeah. Right. because they source that material to you. Right. They're not just pulling it out their ass. They're sourcing it from what writers have written. Same thing with Biggie. The reason why Tim was able to do a Biggie thing is because they took the computer takes and analyzes Biggie's lyrics and then spits it back at, at, back at him as what they thought he, his style is. To me, that is the most soul-sucking, crazy, scary, unnatural shit ever. And I'm going to tell you this. When I first saw Tim's post of right, it. Right. I understood where he was coming from. He was Comment. coming from a place of right. I always wanted to work with Biggie and I never got to. Right. And I got it. And I and I watched that video and I was I was feeling it like, look, okay, Tim, you feeling that? You feeling you, okay. And then when I looked at them comments, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, well, when, I want you to see when you see it, the people went crazy, yo. And I get it because they're like, yo, you if I die. I don't want somebody hey. resurrecting me in the form right. of some artificial that's, shit. Yeah, that's wild. No way. No way. I, my thing, I spent too much time right. trying to be the realest motherfucker right. I can be. Right, exactly. For you to do, right. for you to do and, that. And then me. just speaking of Tim, since, uh, since we brought him up, and you know, you were talking about how do we get artists together and all the, and you know, working with each other's platforms, that is something that I would love, you know, and I've, I've said it multiple times, you know, with them hosting a versus of, you know, and when you lend your platform to all of these other things, you know, one time, I remember Erica Badu said it once. She was like, if you just do one record, just just one record on your whole album that just at least, you know, kind of balances things or centers things or, you know, giving other people opportunities to be heard, you know, it, it, it does so much. And so I've been asking, I'm like, well, you know, people say, well, you can just do it yourself. I'm like, well, my platform's not that big. That's why Versus is Versus. And I said, why don't you do a Versus mm-hmm. and have me and two or three others against, you know, two or three others are not against in a way of a, you know, debate, but let it be a debate. Yeah. But actually talk about yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. That is how you really change the culture. When you talk about for the culture and you're not looking at, you know, what our role is, and I'm not just saying me, I'm just talking about in general. You know, people don't think about how important mm-hmm. they need us until they get a case. 
People don't think about how important they need us until, right. you know, now you got to sue Tupac's family suing for rights and, 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 um, um, Marvin Gaye's family and George Clinton's family. You're not thinking about that. Or you're not thinking about, like, when I talk about Deion Taylor all the time, you're not thinking about the politics involved in, and he does, but just use him as an example, the politics involved in making a movie and, and being able to have muscle. It's called muscle and hustle. And so when you have when you have your hustle, you can have all the hustle in the world, the money, the this and this and that. But when you put muscle behind it, a movement behind it, people knowing that you got a movement mm -hmm, that's running mm -hmm. with you, it does move a little different because fear is the greatest right. motivator. So it does move a little bit different because Absolutely. the people that follow me or follow people, and I say follow, I don't mean in a way like, you know, I'm the pastor, but people that follow my work, they're, they're a little bit more committed. It may not be the two point million that somebody may get for being an entertainer somewhere, but the 100,000, 200,000 mm -hmm. or five, whatever it is that somebody like me will have, you're talking now you're talking about soldiers. You're talking about your return is going to be so much higher because people that follow me don't just follow me because right. I'm cute, which I am cute, by the way. Um, but thank you. I appreciate it. That was me yes, giving you Ali Luke yes, to go ahead and say, yes, I'm cute. But, <laughs> yes. but you know, it's, it's people follow me because they want the information. So the engagement, the return on the engagement engagement is, is going to be a little bit more productive because to get people to get involved, I may have to talk to 10,000 people out of 10,000. I'm lucky if I get a hundred out of the 150 may show up yes, and out of the 50, 25 may do the work. Yeah. That's how hard it is. So we have to cast our net so wide just to be able wide. to get a small yeah. return. See, do you like, what I do on my page? No, you're never too much. People are doing not enough, so you can never be too much. So when people tell me, oh, you too much, you're doing too much, well, that's because you're doing too little. If you could step up and do more, then I wouldn't have to do so okay. much. So there's never going to be too much because the conversation always needs to get sparked. There's always going to need to be something. And most of the time, you know, like mm -hmm. I tell people when I do a funny joke, you know, like I did a joke. Oh, man, we just like, hey, 98 percent of my content is on something serious. I can eat the joke and laugh, too. So because of who you are, Absolutely. the majority of what you do is what you do. But every now and then, slip in that other thing, that other conversation. Yeah. That's what I do on my page. That's it's funny you say that. That's yeah. what my page is. I'll do a little bit of music. I'll do a little bit of humor. And then I hit you with, the, this is what you need to know this, though, this week. This is Absolutely. what's happening this week Absolutely. in our lives. Right? You feel me? I got a sidebar for you. L.A. Are so you in L.A.? L.A. Houston and Atlanta. I'm in mean, Atlanta, Atlanta a lot. So I got a special thing I want to share with you that because I know you wonder what I got coming out of what I'm doing. So I'm going to tell you something that I want to share with you. Um, and especially the SWB fans. I got this incredible uh, EP coming where I've taken all my hits oh, and wow. I have today's oh, artists wow. doing them, T. And it's wow. ridiculously, it's fire. So I can't wait to get to have you come over and then we can also talk about tracks and I can play you stuff. Because yeah. I, I, I need uh, you the kind of yeah. person I got to interact with in person to get to see what you're feeling or yeah, not yeah, feeling. Yeah. I, it ain't gonna, I can't do a whole lot of emailing and all that. We, we can do that in person and really do it. But what I want you to hear, as a fan that you are of SWV, I want you to hear this, this EP. And then, and, then, and then we got some bonuses. I got an unreleased joint from SWV that the fans been wanting called What Two Can Do. That's going to be on there. I got a brand new joint I'm about to do with SWV that they asked me to do that oh, I have. Wow. It's crazy. It's a whole nother thing. But it's a new, new SWV record that we're doing, right? And then, but, the, but do you like PJ Morton? I know you probably like PJ. You know who that is? 
See, if you don't, you're going to find out. Okay. He's, one of the he's, a, he's in Maroon 5 in, in his day job, but he has a solo deal. He's one of the dopest dopest. He redid oh. uh, Always on My Mind. Which so, I, so I got to give a shout out to Marcellus. He's my number one line pusher. He's in the comments. And I'm telling you, you want to know somebody okay. be holding you down and holding down that SUV. I'm t after every show, he was over there arguing his ass off. You know, about <laughs> I love it. Shout out. Black, what's up? Okay, so I'm going to get you over here. So you're going to understand when I play you what I got. And then, but then I'm hooking up. I'm trying to hook up with Larry Jackson. I don't. To help me put it out. Do you know Larry? So, so this is the thing. I'm in. A, I'm in the middle of trying to get the business part of it done. And then uh, Ebro is a good friend. Ebro is like my like my kid brother. Me and Ebro came up in Sacramento together. I need you to help me get this. Ask Charlemagne to holler at me. I, I'm a. I should be doing the break. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna yeah, want to promote this when I get it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's all. That's all yeah. But I'm telling you right yeah, now, when absolutely. you come here, you'll I mean, see yeah. what it is. Yeah, like, oh. I, you know, I can't speak for obviously. You know, the producers do what they do, but for sure, I definitely, you know, would do what mm -hmm. I can to say. You know, let let's make okay. this conversation happen because again, what you've done for the culture, and I, again, people just don't understand the writing side of it. And I don't follow, you know, a lot of writers and entertainment because again, I only got so much time, so I don't know. You know, you have to really delve into that. Um, but I, I know, you know, writers are just critically important, you know, to without a writer is nothing. You can have all the talent in the world. Yeah. 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 Yes, ma'am. You don't have nothing yeah. without. That's it. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. 
Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So what's your favorite that be found? I always do this to, to females, especially. If you had to choose weak. rain or weak. Yeah, I'm yeah. very quick about you that. Quick. Give me another two to choose from. Let's play a game. Okay. I'm suing to right you here. right here, human nature. I wow. know what you're saying. And you ain't even hesitating at all. Now, let me ask you that. Why right um, here over I'm suing to you? No, you didn't say I'm suing to you. You said. Yes, I said right here, I'm suing to you. It's for those two. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I must so see. Now you want to think of I would say I would say I'm suing to you um, because even. Now, even that song now, if if you if you're if you're feeling your lover or you're feeling whatever and you're whatever, I can still listen to that. I'm so into you. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I mean, I literally when you think about the lyrics of that song, you know, and, and you think about why you're with someone and why you probably shouldn't be and why why it don't make sense. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Even though, by the way, I'm not a piece, but <laughs> but if you've ever if you've ever dealt with um, any type of uh, those songs resonate with me because if you've de- ever dealt with men, with men with any challenges and any type of like man, I can't, I don't know why I fuck with this nigga, but I do fuck with this nigga. So those types of songs that are something like Twenty One Questions or something like Sierra when she, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sierra, what's that yeah. joint I love with her and Fifty Cent? That's one of my favorite. Um, her and Fifty Cent. Um, I can't think. Um, of, I know what you're talking about. It's a real one. No, you're right. And Mark, I hit throwing out album cut names. People, people do like Fine Time. Uh-huh. That's one of my joints uh-huh. I did that they didn't release on the second album. It's a. Uh-uh, I, I, don't. I don't know if you know that one. See, it's called what's Fine Time. Because you know now I'm gonna go crazy, Brian. I need to know the song with um. Throw it in the west. Hanging on the chest. Um. Can't leave them alone. Can't leave them alone. Yeah. So any 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 song like that, even if we talk about um um Etta May, what's that song that she had? This old school. 
Her single? No, not Etta May. Uh, yeah, old not, school. Not, I'm talking not, about in the 50, um, Etta James. Oh, What's Etta James. song? Not last. It's another one. At last? Now, come, come on, Ryan. You a songwriter. Yeah, so, man. Hold on, I gotta look this I, up right quick because it's gonna not, drive me crazy. It's it's a song like that that's just, um, yes. Um, wow. No, no, I'm tripping. No, nah, I'm really Aretha. Oh, yeah, Aretha. Yes. Oh, I love it. Hey, no song. way. Oh my. Uh, no, I didn't. Now, you know I worked, didn't. Did you know I worked with Aretha? You didn't know. It. I worked with Aretha in the mid '90s. I went to Detroit. Mm -hmm. Did three three songs with her. Clive Davis. Yeah, so, so, when so you come over, things see all that. like that, that's, you know, that's that's just trying to understand why you're in love and why it may not make sense to somebody. Why, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. old school, so, you know, really my favorite genre is the blues. So, so if I were to talk about when, oh, when it gets okay. into that type of stuff, like the Betty Wrights and the Millie Jacksons and the, you know, After the Pain and anything like that, those songs resonate with me um, very well. So that's why I would I would choose that one over the other. And right here's a good one, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Somebody questions in why why there's more people in our in this live. Yeah, I don't know tell yeah, them either. I mean, I, I think people get caught up. I guess with numbers, I don't know. I don't know the algorithm. Sometimes the algorithms pop up, sometimes not. But what I tell people is, just be glad you're in this life. Like I'm concerned about who else. <laughs> and, and I was, and I was right. Talking, and I was talking. That's the, the, I don't know. We, man, we so caught up on like who liking and who clicking and who sharing and who. And again, that's another point going to what I was saying a little while ago. You were watching my work and I had no clue. I've been in radio and television over 10 plus years and I would do shows on blog talk radio with five people listening, 10 people listening. It never mattered to me what the numbers were. It's always mattered to what I was saying, what I was talking about, my purpose, because you never know who's right. listening down the road. So for anybody that who asked that question, you're probably somebody, not in a negative way, but you're probably somebody that, um, makes a lot of their choices based off of who's watching, who's seeing, who's this, who's that. That's one reason why oftentimes, you know, I'll go live without showing my face. I do that for a reason. I want people to hear what I'm saying. If people need to be entertained all the time, mm -hmm. they look at me and, hey, I like your lipstick today or I like your teeth, I like your eyes, I like this, I like that. They're not hearing what I'm saying. So I'd much rather have five people actually listening to mm -hmm. me than 50 people watching me. So, so that that's where my mindset always is. I can take you see I, any question I can take and turn some turn into a purpose because a lot of times you're just saying something you don't even really yeah. realize like why you're saying what you're saying. So, right, and, and I know for a fact I started with five thousand followers a couple years ago, and I ain't got a whole lot of followers now. But I guarantee you, them thirty thirty three thousand that I just right 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 are, right are real ones. Yeah, and the ones and because I haven't done any fake bullshit and none of that stuff that I know for a fact these 33,000 and by the way you know the algorithm doesn't let right, you, right. You, you all your followers see your shit which is fucked up uh, but I guess well, it's, it's you, not about got, again real get caught up on the followers again another thing they was going back and forth with on the reality show followers versus best songs or impact See, it's not always about how many people follow you, because if that's the case, every time you put out a record, it will be a hit record. The question is, where is right. the loyalty? Who made the biggest impact mm -hmm. in your life? 
who is it that's going to see, you know, actually going to say, I'm, I've been to SWV's concert before, I'm going to go again now that they on tour. So it's about it's about yep. the impact. When I hear it, what does it remind me of? What does it take me back to? What is it, whatever. We get, people get so caught up on followers and who watching. No, no, no. And I say it in politics yeah, all the no. time. I'm not interested in allies or accomplices. I like soldiers. That's why the Marine says it's three good, uh, uh, find a few good men. The Marines is the toughest branch in the mm. United States Air, uh, Armed Forces. Why? Because everybody can't be a Marine. If you can't be a Marine, you can go to the Army. If you can't be an Army, you can go to the Air Force. If you can't do the Air Force, you can go to the Navy. That's the protocol. That's the, the hierarchy in our in our mind. I was in the Air Force, sure. but it was because sure. I couldn't yeah. take take to be an MP in, in the Army. If I could have did Army, I would have did Army, but I could only do the Air Force based on because my hip mine and my neck and all of that, even though I was very small, but my tape measurements, I couldn't get the tape for an MP. So I went to the next best thing. So it's a reason why infantry is set up a certain way, at least in politics. I would rather have, like Gideon's Army, 300 over 10,000. I would rather have a few that's going to move forward over a bunch that does nothing. So when you are moving in purpose, if you're an artist, policies, whatever it is, you want, if you're an Arthur, you want loyal people that every time your joint come out, they're going to rock with you. I only need, that's right. Right. I guarantee you. You're right. Here's why. At the end of the day, I know this for a fact. For the last, I'm going to say 18 years, and that's a lot, almost 20, way back when Chingy uh, covered Rain and did Pulling Me Back. Every time I try to leave, that was 2004, 2005, right? And then I did mm -hmm. uh, Week on JoJo, Little White Girl JoJo. This is 2005. That's already a decade ago, a couple, you know, almost 20 years ago. But the deal is, even way back then, SWV's impact was clear. And so since then, T, every single week when I'm looking at this internet, somebody's always doing Week, somebody's always doing Rain. My, my, uh, Universal, my publishing, they're always hitting me with requests for everybody trying to use these records. And then I look at the young producers that are producing beats and Chris Brown and, and everybody, you got to join out right now using Always on My Mind well, with, with Young Bleak. That was called uh, The Baddest. <laughs> Sexy motherfucker, you're the baddest one. That's always on my mind. I know what these producers are using. They're using my shit over and over. You there, T? You still there? You still there? So look, on the real, on the real though, and I'm telling you, and it's not a flex. It's not a flex. That's just what they're doing. That's where the culture is. You can't make this shit up. You can't right. make people want to go use your shit. They do it because you know why? And I think it goes back to what you were saying about impact. They don't sample mm -hmm. Destiny's Child. They don't sample TLC. Yeah. They don't sample Invoke. And this is not a diss. They don't sample Escape. They don't mm -hmm. sample none of those joints. Why do they keep coming back sampling SWV over and over, reinterpolating uh, them, or singing mm -hmm. the joints on their on their TikToks? Or it's, it's insane. Those records have an impact because I did it out of the, the spirit of absolute honesty and real mm -hmm. music when I did them, the original stuff, right? And the, and so when people go back to it, that feeling, they're trying to get back to that right. source of that's the real right. You that get it on the nail, and that's that's yeah. why. Um, when I have conversations about like, you know, who's the greatest rapper and things like that. And I tell people, I, I can't have, you know, there's always every year the discussion of Tupac and Biggie. And I always say, you know, that's going to be different for everybody because the goal is for you to find what the goal is to you. But the reason, you know, that I look at, okay, what is my favorite? I'm, 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 I'm weighing heavily on impact, not on just, you know, sales or who had the better flow or who whatever. And so when, when we have that debate, it's not me taking one from another, but I look at what Tupac's impact has right. been to my life.
because obviously he was conscious and they're not saying that Biggie was not, but he dedicated a lot of his time to mm. the consciousness and you. And I loved not only his consciousness, right. but his contradiction in consciousness, how he would show that, hey, it's thug right. life. But then over here, Brenda got a baby. How here is, you know, I'm talking about some gangster shit, mm. but then right. Hey, right, here, right. So, and, and and I look Go at on. how young he was, and and he was younger than what Malcolm X was before Malcolm X became Malcolm X. And I listened to what he was talking about. He said, "You give me ten years, I have a political party." And so he, they were talking about what I try to do in politics, which is bring the streets together. So I started Concrete Roots. You know, I, I talked about Concrete Roots when I ran ten years ago, which was off of Tupac, the rose that grew from concrete, and it was it was really an idea of going mm -hmm. beyond which you hear in uh, politics grassroots but really getting down to the concrete the streets what do they have to say about it how do they want to be a part of it and he's a right. he's a huge motivation to me in that way so that's going to be my greatest you know but your greatest could be whoever for whatever reason so to me impact is critical and those memories and though you know what did that bring back you know in cosmetology school i i can't forget you know listening yeah, because, well, because I mean, I was listening too? to SWV today, you know, my boyfriend, I got a call in cosmetology class that he had passed away. So when you think about those things, oh like God. what were you doing right before, like even if you say in both, I remember uh, a friend got killed. This was sixth grade, but I, I remember listening to Hold On. I'll never forget. I was getting some Kool-Aid out the refrigerator, great Kool-Aid. My mother always had Kool-Aid in the house and I had mm. a gray, um, a gray uh, radio and in both was playing. And I was in I was in wow. grade school. It was the first time what, so I knew somebody that got murdered. And I'll never forget because I picked up the phone and that song was in the background. So when I say songs are the track of wow. your life, I, I mean it. Like that moment, mm. what were you doing? What made you think this or that? You, you know what I'm saying? Do you remember I, when you first I, I know, because you, once you fell in love radio? with SWV, would week and also I I was in the choir so we obviously singing so week was also a song that we could really practice our vocals on and we could really you know get our harmony on wow. that was like the song that to really see mm. like if you really a soprano or an alto or whatever those you know those were the songs you sang that and you know boys to men even as females you know we still would sing end of the road mm -hmm. especially the mm -hmm. end so as a sing as somebody who loves singing, those were songs because again, again, this ain't no shade. But we did we didn't use um escape as songs for harmony. Um and, and, and not saying they right. don't have harmony. I'm just saying those weren't songs. SWB had very clear, you know, harmony. Yeah. Intricate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Intricate when you joint. when you when you sing that sing that record with your girlfriends, matter of fact, we did it uh when I did the um in Atlanta and Portia Williams was there and Tamika did an event for Brianna Taylor and um, Yandy was there. Oh, wow. And after we got done with the event, we all sat around the same week. Yeah. Like that's, Holy yeah. and even, even my Tamika daughter who was 14 or 13 at the time, she knew the lyrics. So you're, that's right. You're it's talking about something that's changed that's like sure. over even generation. Cause I asked my daughter, what do you know about week? She's like, mama, everybody know week. Wow. And can I tell you that Jimmy Jam himself, who is a very dear friend mm -hmm. of mine and one of my mentors, he called me out of the blue one day. He was like, B, I was walking through my house and I, and I looked in and my son was doing a, a paper on a computer 
and he kept playing all this SWV stuff. I said, he said, why are you playing all this SWV stuff? He said, mm -hmm. I'm doing a paper on Brian Alexander Morgan. Mm -hmm. What the heck? Wow. Jimmy did. That's crazy to me. I'm like, oh, my God. And then my friend Bobby Ross Avila, he, he was riding in his car with his kid. And he called me. He's like, man, my, my kid just, like, is singing all the lyrics yeah. to your joints. And this is, he's like 10 or something. I'm right. You, like, and then it's, we're it, the it's third so generation. sometimes music can even be the reverse, like where your parents, you can get your parents involved because I'll never forget uh, what's the 411 when my mother picked me up playing that. And I was like, you like that? Yeah. And I was like, you like, like that? And she liked Parents Don't Understand with Will Smith. That was her favorite like joint. Yeah. So some. Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes it even flips on the parents where they'll pick up something. So those are the type of records that I'm talking about, you know, like what, how did, how was that a, a, a life changer? Not just in your daily, like literally it was a part of the daily, but again, that's the nail. Everybody wanted nails like Coco. It was all about getting long nails. And then you had to go with the whole combat boots and the whole. So that's why when they were throwing the shade about like stepping up the wardrobe <laughs> and all that, which I love how the ladies are now reinventing themselves. Yes. Oh, so I, I have. I, lo I love how they're reinventing now, themselves. But I, but just to speak to that, when I heard that, because again, I'm always thinking deep. That was to me, you didn't understand like what that look or maybe you didn't. I, they had to because they were around them. But when I when I heard that, to me that would be yeah. like saying, Stevie Wonder, you need to step up your shades or something. Or you know somebody that that has. If we think about people that have like kind of an iconic. Um, if we say Slick Rick, you you need to take off your uh Kango. You, yeah, your cane or Dang. your your or or yeah. LL. Why are you wearing a Kango? Like it, it wasn't right. It wasn't. I, I was getting the fashion of it all you know, in whatever, but understand like what that meant to their brand and what that meant to us and how that, how that, that changed right. women and, and what we felt and, and all of that. Cause I got, I went and bought my black combat boots, like real talk. That was really, literally, that was the look. <laughs> I love, it. I love it, man. And you know, it's so funny that you're saying that because he, back in the, in real time when that was happening, I remember thinking, Cause you remember TLC yep, switched yep. and went sexy. So I, I want my girls to be sexy. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> but to hear you talk, no. That's it. They didn't need to switch. And it's they not that we didn't appreciate sexy. Because, again, when Lil' Kim came down the road, baby, I was Lil' Kim all over. I just knew I was going to that's the one person I need to meet. I would, meet, I would want to meet Lil' Kim over the president of the United States. Any president of the United States. Any, yeah, that's how much she's impacted that's my life. hilarious. Um, But, so, yeah. Can I tell you that I'm pausing for just that because the fact that this is why I love you. The fact that you just said <laughs> military, <laughs> cosmetology school, and a 14 year old daughter, I'm done. You are a motherfucking real life superwoman, and that's why I fucks with you. Three of those, those are the three. My niece, I tried to get her to finish cosmetology. She couldn't even finish and do that. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You, that's a lot of stuff. Back then, and it's so interesting you said that because that's what we were talking about yesterday when Ebony K. Williams on the show and talking about, you know, a skill set. And she used cosmetology as an example. And again, you see our policies goes in everything because that's something that Killer Mike you know, advocates for all the time as well and myself. So you don't have cosmetology programs like you used to in school. My daughter doesn't have it at her school mm -hmm. and they only have it at a few scattered. And How old is she's 15. How old is your daughter yeah, now? And they can 
have it. So, okay, and so, again, so, just okay. to take a note in what you said, just to make a point how everything relates to politics and how important it is. The reason why, you know, my mother told me you've got to take cosmetology is because she was a cosmetologist. Now, she worked at, but that was not her only hustle. She worked at the news station. She was a secretary. And at home, she would come home and do curls and jerry curls and wave. Hey, ladies, she sold for a buy real estate. She sold Herbalife. Um, she did all of those things to make sure that we kept the house, you know, kept the house that I still own today. Um, without it being foreclosed, without having to be on Section 8, all those things. She did notary. She opened up her own business called Creative Typing Service um, before Kinko's got popular. So she did all of the programs for the churches on a weekly basis. She wrote, she typed books, she typed 100 minutes per hour. So I'm sad to say that my mother instilled in me to always have a skill um, out of whatever it is that you're doing, have another hustle. Where did she get that from? Her mother was a cosmetologist. My mother her, my mother just turned, my wow. grandmother just turned 92 yesterday. She's never worked for anybody in her life. She's gone wow. her whole life. It got her the ability to take care of herself, got her, her first when she was in a really, really bad marriage, really bad marriage. She was able to say, hey, I'm going to go get a house. Um, we're talking about in the 50s where the black people didn't get houses at all, and they certainly didn't get women. She got her own mm-hmm. house. I'll never forget she owned. She bought it for $7,500. I own that house today. Um, she said, all I need to do is have um, a porch where I can do hair. Wow. Back then, you did a press and curl for three dollars. And she, said, if I'm just able to have a house with a porch, I can move on in mm. life. And then she married the grandfather that I've known, who she was with for thirty plus years until he passed away. So I'm saying that to say that cosmetology, what cosmetology meant to me and my mother and my grandmother, is more than just a cute hairstyle. It was freedom. Mm. So. That, those are the type of things that I like to talk about why politics is important because it's politics to get these school boards to say, let's teach our boys to be, you know, what happened to the shop program? What happened to the cosmetology program? What happened yeah. to having a skill outside of just going to college? You need these skills because it's literally can be between life and death. Right. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we just covered almost yeah, every damn thing. Let me ask you for minutes. permission, and you feel free to say no. This was such a great, thoughtful conversation. Would you mind if I upload it to my podcast? Yeah. Oh, please do. Are you kidding yeah, me? Cas- please do. Please do. This because I like to do these things every time. It's not always a show, an interview, back and forth. But these types of conversations people appreciate and they love. And people that didn't get a chance to catch the live, I certainly, you know, you gave us some great, great, and we were able to love on each other. So, guys, let let us let up before we close. Yes. Let me say this: you know, with a lot of the conversations this week, a lot of the divisiveness that you think it is um, on social media, black men, black women, women like this, and black women don't do this, mm-hmm. and black men don't do this. Let this be an example that in real life, black men and women do love on each other. Like we people have to understand that in real life. Black men and women love on each other. And I know that for a fact because my page is literally 51% men and 49% women. So we we have to have more real-time examples instead of just saying, oh, you know, they're dividing us. Well, you must don't know enough black black men in your life, sis. Brother, they look at the women. Well, you must don't know enough black women in your life. Nobody commits more to the black man than the black woman. And I'm not talking about as your spouse. I'm talking about as your mother, your aunt 
your 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 sister, your friend, your whatever. Even if you had a black woman in your life that failed you, there was a black woman somewhere praying for you. Even if you had a black woman that didn't do what she Come was on. supposed to do, there was a black woman that put $10 in your tank. Even if it was a black woman, the same thing goes for black men as well. Even if that man failed you, your daddy failed you, your husband may have failed you, your boyfriend failed you, you still got a brother somewhere that failed that, that uplifted you, whether they was at your job, whether that was a man that opened up the door for you, oh. whether that was your mechanic around the corner. We have got to, I'm preaching now, but we have got to get to the understanding that whoever in life failed you, there's somebody to uplift you. And so we are not uplifting each other and pausing to say, hey, Ms. Morgan, I appreciate what you put in the game. I appreciate. Let me take a moment to let you know the songs that you wrote with the pen made an impact. In fact, in, in my poem, I said, write down my vision in the sand like Jesus did spit. I make enemies ill real sick. Perform exorcism shaking fits. Forget five star. I'm a non-planet universal chick. When you talk about that, see, I understand what writing means. When you write it in, in the sand. When you're right, mm. and I understand what a communicator is. Aaron was the communicator. It wasn't just Moses by himself. He said, I'm going to send you a communicator. I'm going to send you somebody to know how to talk that talk. When we partner with each other, now you're mm. talking about freeing our people for real. But if I don't know who the, who, who the Moses is, and you don't know who the communicator is, and vice versa, because we all sit in our silos, we don't get nowhere. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It don't. Made a little watch between me and thee while we're absent. So you didn't think I knew the benediction one from another. <laughs> You've been, I love you. I love you. You heard it right here on Straight Shot No Chaser with Tesla and Figaro, the one and only. And where can they find you? Look you up. All of that. Podcast. I'm I'm B B underscore A underscore Morgan Brian Alexander Morgan on uh, Instagram All and right. I'm on Twitter All at Real Brian, Brian Morgan. Thank you so if much you like it. what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. 
Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.